Blog Talk Radio. Not a lot of people make it to 50, but if you do, 
I'm telling you, you need to clap it up because, man, 50 means something. I'm telling you, you need to clap it up. Clap it up. You've done a good work in this thing. See, let me run down some little-known facts about 50. The number 50 corresponds to the Hebrew letter non. It's the form of uh, reminding a cup of pouring out its contents. And that's what we've been doing for 50 episodes. We've been pouring out. The width of Noah's Ark was 50. The feast, of, the feast of the Pentecost was celebrated by the Jews 50 days after the Passover. 50 of the brotherhood of the prophets or the sons of the prophets witnessed the changing of the guard from Elijah taking on, taking on a chariot of fire and a whirlwind, and it went to Elisha. Man, 50 of the sons of the prophets searched for Elisha for three days without finding him. Moses received the commandments 50 days after their exit from Egypt. Can I tell you that after the age of 50, the Levites no longer were bound to the ministry? I'm telling you, it's right there in Numbers 25 and 8. After the age of 50, they had to retire. Every 50 year was announced a year of jubilee. Huh? That's when you shout. That's when you get excited. This was when the ancient Israelites were supposed to cancel the debt of their debtors. Do you hear that, my creditors? This is my 50th episode, so cancel all my debt. <laughs> Listen, the word soldier is used 50 times in the Bible. I'm telling you, it's there. And the number of chapters of the book of the Genesis, the Genesis, the book of Genesis of the Old Testament was 50. That's how many chapters it was. Come on, that was the beginning. Come on, man, 50 means something. I ain't talking about, and 50 has power, but I ain't talking about 50 cents power. I'm talking about the power of the number 50. So I'm just telling you why I'm excited about the 50th episode. God did it for me. Gave me the energy to keep doing it. Now, I'm telling you, in season two, ain't going to be no 50 episodes. My my people, my producers, my people, they taught me better. You got to chill. You got to uh, take a break and, uh, you know, do some work other, on other projects, you know. But tonight, I want to get into Know Your Worth as we're at this 50th mark. Do you know your worth? My friend, if you don't, you should know your worth. There was a uh, a man who put up for auction this violin. It was an ugly violin. It was not pretty at all. And when they saw it, the people began to laugh because the auction, this particular auction was known for putting up some very valuable pieces. And when they saw this auction, this, this violin, somebody said, I'll start the bid at $2. And everybody laughed. Somebody said, I'll give you 30 cents. And somebody, they even joked and said, how about I get it for free, you know? But this one man, he got up and he went and picked up this ugly violin. And he began to strum the strings. And the most beautiful, bountiful music began to pour from this ugly violin that people have never heard. And they were crying and tears in their eyes. And there was a hush over the crowd. And when the man finished and he put the uh, violin back on the auction block, it was a silence. And somebody said, I'll start the bidding off at 30000 Why? Because the appearance of the violin did not represent, did not represent its worth. Come on, you know where I'm going with this. Sometimes people look at you and they will downgrade you. They will look at you 
and they will not give you the true value of what you're worth. They don't know. The Bible says men judge after the appearance. If you all, if you see a, a, a Lamborghini and it's all fly and flashy and looking good, most people are like, ooh, ah. Come on, you know how certain cars be attractive to certain people. But I want to know what's under that hood. I want to know what kind of engine it has. That's what I want to know. It looks good. It, it looks good. It's pretty. But lift the hood up. Let me see how it purrs. Let me see how it roars. Come on. There's more to you than meets your eye. Than meet their eye. There's more to you than meets the eye. I ain't talking about transformers, baby. I'm talking about you. Know your worth. You're so valuable. You've been downplaying yourself. You're being modest. Yes, be humble. That's right. What, what did the dude say? He said, yeah, sit back and be humble. But at the same time, you got to know what you bring to the table. You got to know your worth. In John 5.15, the man, it says, the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made them whole. And therefore, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered him. He said, my father worked, and hitherto I work. Therefore, the Jews sought him to kill him the more because he had not only broken the Sabbath, but he also said God was his father, making himself equal with God. Patera idiom, his own father. What? How dare you say you're one with God. You're the offspring of God. You're the child of God. You're like the most high. They were appalled and appeared. <laughs> Philippians 2 and 6 says, who being, Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery. He thought it not robbery to make himself equal with God, equal in glory and in power. But 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 he made himself of no reputation. He didn't go about saying, I'm God, I'm God, I'm God, because you know we are in the flesh, and there's no way we can be compared to the glory and the goodness and the magnificence and the awesomeness of the Father God. Come on now. But God said, you are my child, you are my offspring. And Jesus said, I am the father of one. You got to understand, spiritually, you've been recreated. You are a new creature, my friend. There's some stuff in you that people have yet to see because eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has, has it entered into the heart of men the things that God has in store for you. My friend, the whole creation is uh, groaning, waiting for the manifestation of you. Waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Waiting for the manifestation of the children of God. I've encountered and dealt with people who were ministers in their own right, but no one had affirmed them. No one had acknowledged them. But when I listened to them, when I talked to them, I heard that anointing on them. I heard that anointing in them. I heard that humility on display. Now, I know I'm talking about worth, but humility has to do with understanding that I am nothing, but yet he is everything, 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 yes, everything in me. And when I hear that in somebody who's been downgraded, who's been downtrodden, who's been set back, who's been left behind, washed over, blown out, left for dead, I understand God picks the least likely. And I said, you better rise up because the Father is 
waiting to exalt you in due time. So lift up your head, hold up your mantle, and let God bring you to the highest heights, highest heights, the pentacle, the crescendo of who you really are. My friend, you just tap the surface of all the dimension and the dynamics of what God has put inside of you. Even Satan, the evil one, Lucifer, that wicked, that serpent, the Bible said there were pipes in him to sin and iniquity was realized on the inside of him. Till he said, I will make myself like the most high. He thought he was better than God. No, my friend, stay humble, but understand God has invested some great stuff, some stuff on the inside of you. My God, man, you're, some, you're something to reckon with. So therefore, I say, know your worth. My friend, let's talk about a minute about self-esteem. Not self-esteem as the world talks about self-esteem, but self-esteem from a biblical perspective. So what am I saying? David said, I will praise you because you're awesome. You're mighty. You are everything. But then he said, in this particular passage, I will praise you because as a result of I am fearfully and wonderfully made because there's some sustenance to me in your image and after your likeness, I am made. Therefore, I got to give you glory. I got to pay homage. I got to let you know that you're something and somebody and amazing because look at the creature that I am. You got to understand your glory. If you don't understand your glory, how can you ever tap into God's glory? The Bible said the, the, the fields, the daisies, how they're arrayed, how they're set up. Solomon, King Solomon, I love that dude. You know, he had some flaws, some setbacks, but Solomon in all his glory could not be compared to the creation of the flower that, that God has created. My friend, you got to know your worth. You got to know who you are and what God has placed and invested on the inside of you. You're something special, my friend. You're something amazing. You're something mighty. My friend, you got to rise up. Not like them dirty birds, them crows called the falcons. Not that I'm trying to downplay that team, but you got to rise up in the ability that God has given you and know that you are something special. My friend, let's go to our first break. Thank you for being with me tonight. Uh, Apostle John L. Solomon, strength from the lion's den. We will be right back. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell, Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. A lion leads. It's about having the courage to stand and fight for your life. Having the strength to go bravely in your own direction. Even if others walk away, you tread your own path. 
Only you know what's best for you. Only you know what path to take. Only you know your courage, your strength, your heart. Everyone has the heart of the lion inside of them. Let it out. Let it scream out of you. Like the lion, unleash the beast in you. All right, my friend, we are back inside of the lion. Alliance and Apostle John L. Solomon tonight's topic is Know Your Worth. Listen, we are powered by We Inspire Network Radio. You better know I'm partnering with some good people at Win Radio, and they just want us to win. Shout out to BJ Lord Bell, the CEO and COO, COO Annie Bell. Man, just win, baby. Win. That's what Al Davis' wife told him. You got to win. My friend, thank you for being with us tonight. You are the reason why we're here. And tonight we're talking about Know Your Worth, our last show for this season. My friend, we started out last year. We started out a long time ago last year. Guess what? I ain't tired yet. I am tired, but (laughs) I ain't tired yet. (laughs) But, my friend, we're going to do this thing, and we're going to keep on running season two. We're going to come back stronger than ever with some some guests, with some uh, guest hosts. Man, we're going to do this thing big. But you just stay tuned. But in the meantime and in between time, not the lean time. Well, that's a bar right there. We're talking about your worth. Do you know your worth? Before we went to the break, I was talking about self-esteem. See, self-esteem is the manifestation of how we see ourselves. Your self-portrait. Man, if you would sit down and paint yourself portrait of how you see yourself, if you could paint. And you can. With your mind's eye, you can paint a picture of how you see yourself. But many outside influences shape our esteem, how we see ourselves. My friend, it's time to take back the control and realize your individual worth. Don't let those outside influences tell you that you're nothing, that you can't do it, that you don't measure up, that you don't uh, shape up, that you don't amount, that you don't matter. My friend, you matter. It's time to get a more permanent optimistic view of yourself. See, everyone has the ability to possess confidence, and everyone should learn how to successfully find it and own your confidence. The Bible said, cast not away your confidence. See, how do you feel about your intelligence? How do you feel about your actions and morals? See, confidence is the root of a person's entirety, the totality of your being. But my friend, that comes from within. Confidence does not come from a number on a scale, attention from people, popularity from people, or your Facebook or Instagram's like. See, those things are good, and they give you the warm fuzzies, but they only create a temporary feeling that's not lasting. See, ultimately, you are left with your own thoughts, so you got to learn to make them positive. What does the newspaper of your headlines say about you? Not somebody else's headlines in their newspaper, but your newspaper. My friend, keep walking with me. I'm talking about your appearance. I I know, I'm talking about your worth, not just your appearance, not just your uh, bank account, not just uh, what people say about you. Jesus asked his disciples, who do the the people say that I am? They say, you this, you Elijah, you this and that. He said, who do you say that I am? People say, you the Christ, the son of the... uh, the son of God. And then Jesus said, guess what, man? Flesh and blood did not tell you this. How could Jesus prophesy to him that? Because Jesus knew who he was. He knew his worth. 
And that's what I'm shouting out to you tonight, man. Know your worth, man. Know your worth, lady. You are somebody valuable. So before you go enroll in that 12-week intensive gym program, before you go buying supplements, before you go get that surgery, man, you got to solely, individually, personally, deeply take a look at yourself and go down to the uh, the compound, the, the intricate intricacies of who you are and find your worth. What do you bring to the table, my friend? When you can understand that, then you can come to your value. It's not just a number figure. It, 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 don't, it don't just depend on your looks. If it was just about your looks, you could change that. My friend, but you got to look within your heart. Michelle A. said, it's something in my heart <laughs> that got me hooked on me. No, got me hooked on you. My friend, you better know what's in your heart. So one thing you can do about your self-worth and coming to that place of understanding your value, create some goals. Create some goals. Work towards something that's of value. That's a great way to build yourself up. Create some goals. Now, if you don't reach those goals, should you say, oh, I didn't make my goal. I'm a failure. I'm not this. No, my friend. You should say, okay, I need to uh, be realistic about my goals, what I can do, what I cannot do. I'm not talking about faith. I'm talking about building up that personal confidence so that you can get into it and do it. Huh? Come on. Hear me out, my friend. I'm talking about your self-worth. Create some goals. Aim for a target and reach that. And, and start start with a little target. Don't, don't try to put a million and three weeks from now <laughs> and go out and buy lottery tickets and stuff like that. My friend, you're setting yourself up for a serious failure, heartache, and headache. And your pocket may ache too. So don't do nothing crazy, but create a concrete goal, man, that you know that you can accomplish. Like, let's say, I'm going to lose two pounds. That's going to make me feel better. When you put on them pants and put on that belt, you know, change your eating habits a little bit, my friend. But I'm talking about how you can build up some self-worth, a sense of accomplishment about yourself. Because you're worth it. I said, you're worth it. Somebody told me I was worth it. I'm worth it. it. friend, you are worth it. Believe that. You're worth something. The Bible said God called the least likely. Not many noble. Not many honorable. That's not all. God called those of low self-esteem. God called those who've been looked over and he makes them into something. My friend, you're more powerful than you would ever know. But you got to tap into that. One, another thing you can do is surround yourself with some good people, some real, authentic, genuine people. Everybody has flaws. Nobody is perfect. Don't put anybody on a pedestal. You know what? I I have heroes. I have sheroes. <laughs> That's right. I got some sheroes and heroes. But I put them on pedestals. People say you shouldn't do it. I say you shouldn't do it because. But I understand that in all my sheroes and heroes, they're flawed. And when they fall off those pedestals, you know what I do? If I believe in certain characteristics and qualities about them that are put there by God, I dust them off and put them back up there on that pedestal. 
Why? Because I knew all the time they were not perfect. I didn't idolize them. I just recognized those things in them that should be held in high esteem. Come on, you know I ain't telling you. know I'm telling the truth. If you know the Bible, Hebrews tells us about the Hall of Faith. Not the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Faith. Where it talks about Abraham and Gideon and Moses and all these people who did things through faith. My friend, they weren't perfect, but they were powerful. They didn't reach perfection, but they reached a level where they were able to put pressure on heaven for God to move on their behalf, on their family's behalf, on their community's behalf, on their state behalf, on the behalf of their country. And even now, on behalf of generations that came after them. My friend, that's some valuable stuff right there. Anyway, I'm getting a little deep, I think. Listen, you got to surround yourself with some good people. That's why I always say when I, I say I'm surrounded by some good people at We Inspire Network Radio because they believe in me. They believe in me because I believe in them. And I ain't just saying that because they listening. <laughs> I'm saying it because it's true. When you got people who believe in you, it gives you something to accomplish that's greater than yourself. You know that you're pulling for it. My friend, when I was in the Navy, I couldn't swim. When I was in boot camp, I couldn't swim. When I jumped in that water, I drowned before I hit the water. <laughs> I drowned before I hit the water. Imagine that. But when I came up, the uh, SEAL Team 6 or whoever he was, he pulled me out of the water. He said, get your out the water. Yeah, he did. And go on down there with them non-swimmers. Man, I was down there with them non-swimmers for three days. I had three days to pass the survival at sea. And I didn't think I could do it, but I knew I couldn't go back home with failure because there was nothing behind me. I had burnt the boats, or rather, there were there were no boats. <laughs> I wasn't going back to the hood. I wasn't going back to nothing. I had to move forward. I had to pass so I can send something back to my family to let them know I had arrived at a place of my goal. I had accomplished something. I didn't want to set out in my life and become a failure, my friend. So I had to pass the swim test. And my friend, I'm going to tell you, when I went back over there, I jumped in that water. I sprung up from the bottom, came up, went on my back and began to uh, what you call it, tread water. I treaded water like no man has ever treaded water before. <laughs> and I made it because I believed I could, but there were some people in my life who believed in me. My mother and my sisters were sending me care packages with Oreo cookies in them that said, come on, man, keep doing it. And I was sharing them with my, uh, my, my seamates or whatever at that time, but they believed in me. And so I had a purpose that was bigger than me. Surround yourself with some good people, people that are influencing your positive thoughts, people that know you have flaws, but yet recognize that there's something powerful about you as you recognize about as you recognize about them. So analyze, folks. The Bible said, know them that labor among you and see the good in them, see the power in them. And, man, you propel them forward as they pull you forward. You want friends who compliment you and motivate you. You don't want a bunch of groupies. You don't want an a, a entourage of yes men who believe everything you say, even when you lying, who tell you you can do things that you could never do. That ain't faith, my friend. That's fiction. That's fantasy. That's fairy tale. You want people who say you're good at this, but if you can work on that. My friend, come on now. 
And then have some love for yourself because you're worth it. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I love me. What, Fred, what that song, uh, uh, Fred, Fred, not Fred Hammond, but uh, Kurt Franklin. I, I, uh, what's that song? I can't think of it now, but uh, he said, I like me. Do you like me? You don't like me? Because God likes me. God likes me. And God, see, God told me one time, he said, he said, John, I like you. I was like, wow, God likes me. I know he loves me. God loves everybody. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in, in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then it goes on to say, God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So God loves everybody, but God don't like everybody. He I can't hang out with everybody because some people are mean. Even Christians, some people are mean. They're rough around the edges. They don't like people. He said, I love them, but I can't hang out with them. God said, I like you. I can hang out with you. And that made me feel good. So you got to find some stuff about you that you love. Make a list of the things that you like about yourself, some things that you're good at. Put it under your pillow. Why under your pillow? Because that's where your head lays. That's where your thoughts are at. That's where your thoughts, your dreams, and put that list under your pillow, things that you like about yourself, things that you love about yourself, things that you're good at. And so while you're lying on that pillow at night, that paper, that that paper in those words that are in the physical realm can flow into your mind or your mind can transfer that energy. My friend, we got to go to a break. Y'all hold on. We'll be right back. Strength from the lion's den with Apostle John L. Solomon. You in it, baby. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us, 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. What's the difference between a gazelle and what's the difference between a lion? What's the difference? I know that they're wired differently, but what's the difference? And what I discovered is that the gazelle is running from something. I asked myself the question about the lion, and I said the lion is not running to be rewarded. The lion is running to eat. Every single day, the lion is running to eat. You've got to ask yourself, what's your why? What motivates you? What pushes you? What drives you? Mm. You can have it. Man, we are packed. <laughs> um, I'm so excited tonight about uh, this 50th show. My friend, I'm telling you, it's, it's good to go. I just appreciate everybody who's here, who's tuned in tonight. Uh, man, it, it, it is great. I got the boss. I got the boss man and the boss lady on tonight. Listen, 
this is my 50th show, and I just thank God for you. Listen, we're powered by We Inspire Network Radio, and we just want you to win. So continue to tune in and, and continue to join the ride because we're going to ride and we're going to go to higher heights in God. Listen, this is the last uh, minutes of my show, so I just thank everybody who has tuned in both uh, in the studio and online. You're important to me. You're special to me. For o- over the past uh, past weeks, months, that you, I've had some great panelists, some incredible people who I've gotten to know, who I've talked with, who I've worked with who I've listened to and shared with. I just want to let you know that you are incredible. You are extraordinary and phenomenal. Ah, phenomenal, huh? I I segue into that phenomenal because I'm going to give you a poem that um, this lady, you may not know her, her name is uh, Maya Angelou, and she talked about the phenomenal woman. And one thing about the my life, I had to fight. Yeah, she had to fight. All her life, she had to get into it and do it because that's what it takes. You got to fight for what you want. You got to fight for what you believe in. You got to get to it and you got to do it, my friend. You can sit around and be talking about what it could have, should have, and what should have been, what should have been, what ought to be. My friend, you got to open up your hands, pray, believe God, and do it. I want to read you this poem called Phenomenal, Phenomenal Woman. Uh, and in it, she says, pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say it's the reach in my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I am woman. I'm woman. Phenomenally. Phenomenal woman. That's me. I, I, it's such a powerful poem. And if you would take the uh, gender bias out of it, and a look at it, and you can see, my God, this is a powerful poem. She said, pretty women wonder where my secret lies. It ain't just pretty women. It's petty people wonder where your secret lies. Petty people want to know how you going. How do you do what you do? How do you have so much favor? How are you doing this? How are you doing so much with so little? Man, there's, a, there's another quote that said, we've done so much. For so long, with so little, we're now qualified to do anything, that's right, with nothing. <laughs> My friend, I'm telling you, you're worth it. Don't you ever doubt yourself again. Don't you let people tell you that you don't compare. You're this, you're that. You got to look a certain way. What was that movie I was watching the other day? It, it was uh, Monsters University. <laughs> I love animation. But I was watching Monsters University, and they was telling Mikey, the one with one eye, that he can't be a, a, a scarer because he don't look like a scarer. He don't look the part. My friend, sometimes it's not about looking the part, but it's about being the part. I always tell my wife and others, I don't want to just look good with my good-looking self. <laughs> I want to be good. See, some people just want to look good. They just want to sound good. But when you pull back the covers, ain't nothing good there. There's a lot of trying to fake it till they make it. My friend, I don't want to fake it till I make it. I want to fake it till I make it. I want to be at the level that I am until I reach the pinnacle of where I can be or desire to be or what God has for me to be. That means not giving up, not giving in, not giving out, but giving and giving of that quality, of that excellence of who you are. My friend, you are a rare jewel. I love the quote where they say they laugh because I'm different. 
Or they, they laugh because I'm not like them. And I laugh because they're like each other or they're like everyone. I know I butchered that quote, but you know what I'm saying? Your, you, your significance is your uniqueness. Your significance is how you stand out. Your significance is how you're highlighted. I always talk, I always, when I was teaching my teenagers, I used to tell them about the fifth group. The fifth group means that there are four groups already. When you arrive at a scene or a set, there are four groups that are already at the party. There are four groups that have all, already been invited. And when you get there, you look around and you see one group. They're this. They have a label. You see the second group. They're this. They have a label. See the third group. They're this. They have a label. And then you see the four, fourth group. They're this. And they have a label. And as you're looking at these four groups, and you say, you know what? I don't fit into any of these groups. So what do you do? Do you become despondent? Do you feel like you're rejected? Do you become an outcast? No, my friend. You take heart and say, guess what just happened in the midst of this set? A fifth group has been created when I walked in. Because I'm nothing like the other four groups, I form a fifth group. Because sooner or later, somebody's going to walk in and analyze the whole room just like I did and recognize that they don't fit into any of these groups and they're going to see me and guess what's going to happen? They're going to gravitate toward me. I'm telling you, because you are that fifth group. I call that the fifth group expository <laughs> or explanation. So, my friend, I'm just telling you, you're worth something. You're worth more than people's opinion. You're worth more than your past failures. You're worth more than your outer shell. What lies beneath who you really are? And, and sometimes it's not even the good stuff. Oh. I can't go there. Uh, well, yes, I can. <laughs> Sometimes it's not even the valuable stuff. Uh, in that, in that, in that poem, I am phenomenal. She said, "Discern your strength. You have to dis- discern your strength, my friend." And when I said discern your strength, I'm talking about one of Aesop's or Aesop's. <laughs> Aesop's. That's the Ebonics way to pronounce. <laughs> but in Aesop's fables. He talks about this deer and this deer was looking at his antlers and talking about how beautiful and wonderful and sharp his antlers were as he looked into uh, the stream of water and he just glorified and was galvanized by his antlers as he praised them. But then he looked down and saw his old ugly, stubby, ashy, crusty knees. And he began to despise him and curse him and talk bad about his old stubbly, bubbly, ashy knees. But then one day, he was trotting along through the forest or the jungle <laughs> or the woods or wherever deers <laughs> run through. <laughs> and he, the hunters were after him, and they were coming hard after him, and he was running. And guess what? He got caught in a thistle by his beautiful antlers, and he was stuck. But do you know what got him out of that, uh, those thistles, those bushes? His nubby knees that he hated so much. The very thing that he despised was the thing that delivered him when his most beautiful quality caught him up in a situation. 
So the Bible said don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise small things about you. Don't despise your flaws. Look at them and take them into evaluation of the equation of the fullness of who you are. My friend, they're there for a reason. When you were factoring in math, I remember when I took factoring in school, I didn't like it, but there were some numbers that had to be factored in. And therefore, God has, fa- God has factored in your failures. He's factored in your flaws. So the outcome of the equation would be success. Don't you think your flaws are going to set you back? Don't you think those things about you that are not uh, as uh, acceptable or presentable are going to cause you to fail or be disqualified. Those things are factored in already so that you can be successful. Don't you say if it was for if, if I didn't have this, I would be that. Or if I didn't look like this, I would be that or this or that. Man, those things have been factored in already. Your success is imminent. Your success is guaranteed if you believe, if you understand your worth, your value to God. My friend, you're worth it. And, you know, I'll be trying to tell the people the truth and uh, ask I'll answer the question. The question. Well, answer you the want question. answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. See, sometimes people can't handle the truth. But you got to give it to them. You got to bring that truth to them. And some people need truth with a little sugar. Don't, don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, some people, you got to sugarcoat it. You got to put it on a lollipop. You got to put it on a lollipop with some nine ladles and some juicy fruit so that they can taste it. But when they get to the bottom of it, it's going to be so bitter. Then there are other people who say, give me my medicine straight up, no chaser. Either way, you got to give people the truth so that they can understand their worth, so that they can understand some valuable. What, what What Joe Clark said, he said, God told him, he said, you're no good. He said, so I, I made a promise to my to God. He said, and I threw them blank blanks out, and that's all I got to say, <laughs> you know? So sometimes you got to look at your, the reality of who you really are, and I've had to do that. Some call it soul searching, introspection, of whatever or whatever you want to call it. But take a real hard look at yourself. Discover your flaws. Discover your... your uh, your value, discover your flaws, discover your gifts, because you have to go somewhere, and you don't want the curtain to open, and you've not told yourself the truth about who you are. My friend, I believe in you as you believe in me. I want to thank you for being with me on this journey, Strength from the Lion's Den. I want to thank my producers, my CEO, my COO, for all that they've done and helping me to come, to live my dream of having a radio stuff, a radio show. Man, Steve Harvey ain't the only one got a radio show. I got a radio show, and I believe in it. You again, I said, don't despise the day of small beginnings. I've had guests come on my show, and well, I don't want to talk about my guests, but it, you know what I'm saying. There are people who have come on my show and they've lit up. And there are people who said they would come on my show and didn't come. There are people who spurred me. There are people who let me down. There are people who disappointed me. But nevertheless, I went on believing because I knew it was worth it. I knew it meant something. If it means nothing to anybody, it got to mean something to you. My friend, we got a short show tonight. And I thank God for you being here with me these 50 episodes of Strength from the Lion's Den.
Amen. It has meant the world to me. And I bless you tonight. I love you. I appreciate you. And thank you so much for bringing my dreams into a reality. So until I hit the airways again next year, I bless you. And I tell you to stay strong. Continue to get your war on and believe in yourself. Because, my friend, you're worth it. And I'm going to leave you with this song. Thank you.